Alexis, and Moira, and David, and Johnny, and all their Schitt's Creek friends. Ew, David! Hi! Welcome, this Welcome. is Shit Simply the Best. I'm Katie. And I'm Rayon, and I think we did that on the same pitch, so you're welcome, everyone. Oh, you're welcome for our <laughs> singer skill. It's a gift that we have developed since we Just were children. so <laughs> magical. <laughs> Lord. All right, we are on episode five of season six, the premiere. Woo. Yes. The premiere. This is a really, really fun one. I loved it. It's so good. I have a lot to say. Everyone's so good in it, too. Okay. They are. It's very well done. Okay, let's jump in. So... Alexis, Moira, and David are at the motel, and Alexis is basically presenting this marketing idea to Moira. She has this, I don't know what you would call it, like a, you know, a board with flip pages. Yeah, just an idea pad. Yeah. (laughs) She says she came up with the ideation for the following idea. (laughs) Idea. Not redundant at all. (laughs) Nope. I love how Moira's like, I hope I'm not paying you by the word. I do love that. (laughs) Because she's using a bunch of, like, flowery sentences trying to pull a moira but not quite there mm-hmm. she's flipping the pages and each page says a new word <laughs> and basically it says crow's movie premiere and moira gets really excited but david's there and he's listening to all of this and he's like isn't this streaming on interflix moira's like your flip chart says premiere and alexis is like well i do think this could be a cute press angle so basically, her idea is to have the premiere in Schitt's Creek. Moira starts suggesting all these other places, you know. Right. Big, bigger places like <laughs> LA and London even. To David, she's like, no, I know it's streaming, but I think we need to have a premiere. She has this big idea for how to make it cool yeah. within their town. I love how Moira's like, yeah, it's probably a cute idea for like a novice, but not for someone who's cut the crimson rug many a time. I was going to say that. <laughs> cut the crimson rug. The what crimson a way rug. to say red carpet. You can't just, she can't say anything simply. No. That's, that's the gist of Moira, I feel like. They all start making jokes about it because they don't think this oh is my a God, good I idea. Love I love Alexis this does. So, yeah, she's like, oh, I could just like sign my name outside of Bob's garage. And then she does mention a Met Gala at David's store. And he's like, I don't, I don't like, like that, that one. <laughs> I don't like that one. It's great. She does have this idea for an immersive experience. Mm. She has it all kind of already planned. She wants to get a red carpet from Ronnie and Roland knows someone who can rent out live crows. Live crows. Jesus. <laughs> rent out. What a town. <laughs> yeah. Moira's really worried, though. She doesn't want to premiere. Mm-hmm. She's very stuck on the fact that she wants to follow Interflix's lead and not do anything until she knows that it's positive reviews, basically. Mm-hmm. She wants confirmation before she launches into this, probably for her own, you know, ego and everything. Right. I get that. David brings up Waterworld 2, and Moira's like, yes, <laughs> the last place anyone wanted to be when those reviews came in was a glass bottom pirate ship. <laughs> What a wow! It makes me think of the big. Do they still have the Waterworld? Yeah, we still have the the live show. Yeah, Universal. Number one rated show in the park. It is pretty cool. There's like fire. It's really cool. I love that show. It's very plain and the fire and the ski stunts. I honestly didn't know there was a Waterworld too. The first one's great, but is there? I thought I can't tell if that's a joke from the show or if it's real. Is it real? Oh yeah, I guess I should have looked that up. I'm gonna do some research because we don't have a research okay person. he'll do research <laughs> while he is we have 
It is. Wait, no. It is. No. No. I don't. It says coming to a screen near you in 2021. Oh shit! Does that mean it's being made right now? Like it's in pre right. or pre-production or something? It's crazy. Okay, let's just do the show and then we'll talk. Okay, now I'm now we're curious. We have one of the best, one of my favorite, at least season six, maybe not all over lines. Alexis has here. David's leaving and he says good luck and she says lick, lick rest. rest. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> so good. <laughs> no, but it never happened. Okay, so it wasn't real. It was a joke for the show. Yeah, because the first one oh, is it wasn't real. horribly reviewed. Really? It's just a... Yeah. Oh. Well, it is dramatic and It's weird. the most expensive movie with a really big flop. Ah, oh, that sucks. Well, mm-hmm. it happens. It happens, kids. Welcome to the acting world. <laughs> now we're in the main other part of the storyline, which is we're in the car with Patrick, Stevie, and David. And Patrick's thanking Stevie for driving because something's wrong with his car. And David immediately says, well, his car is a death trap that needs to be set on fire and pushed off a cliff. It's not dramatic at all, David. Not no. At all. Not even a little mean either. Just not. No, that's not. David's not mean. What? Oh, sarcasm. So Stevie explains that according to Wait, David. Can you explain sarcasm to me? No, I'm <laughs> Oh, man. The amount of times, though, I will say, like, either when dating someone or something and they don't get it, I'm like, cool, this isn't going to happen because that's half my language. I feel like if people have listened enough to our show, I mean, and they're here in season six, I think they get it. I mean, I hope so. Or (laughs) there's something wrong altogether. Maybe we're not being sarcastic enough. Maybe we need to (laughs) be even more so. We'll see. I'll try my best. All right. Stevie's explaining, according to David, taking his fiance to get his wisdom teeth out is within her maid of honor responsibilities. Mm-hmm. So that's what they're doing. He has to get his wisdom teeth pulled. I actually never have. Ouchies. Have you? Me either. I have all of mine in there. Yeah, I think mine, I think at least two of mine are in. And I had like a weird pain maybe a couple years ago and then they went, it went away. So I'm like, fine. Gucci. Yeah, my top two are out and then the bottom two are like halfway out. But I have space for all of them, so they're never going to be an issue. Boom. Don't we love it? Work. Never had to do the squirrel super pain day. Day of. (laughs) Squirrel super pain day. (laughs) Sounds like a fun (laughs) event. It sounds like a weird Pokemon (laughs) tourney or something. Yeah. (laughs) With Squirtle instead of squirrel. All right. Anyways. All right. (laughs) We're doing amazing today. (laughs) So David, he doesn't understand. He's like, why is that unreasonable? He does say that he's glad to get her out of her dank little apartment. He's being real mean right away Jesus. in this episode. He's super mean in this car ride. Gosh, it's harsh. But Stevie explains that she has a business meeting with Mr. Rose in the afternoon. Mm-hmm. She's excited. She thinks it's going to be, oh, yeah. he wants, he wa- he's probably pushing to have me come back. That's mm-hmm. what she assumes. Patrick's like, oh, but is this a bad thing? And she says she's supposed to be looking for other jobs. And David's like, well, I think owning your own business is the best choice, but... Stevie's saying she made this big deal about, you know, what else is out there. And she doesn't want it to be pathetic to, like, crawl back. And she's like, don't answer that. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, she doesn't want it to be her idea coming back. She wants it to be like, oh, they are asking me back, so I'll do it. I get it. She wants to own the decision. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That would be, I mean, I would want that too. I understand it. She's in Mm -hmm. a crossroads, which we all are. Isn't it fun? Oh, humanity. Uh, Crossroads the movie is very good. Is it? (laughs) I love it. (laughs) I love the songs that came out of it. Maybe I've just seen it too many times. 
I think it's, it's a mess. It's actually really dark <laughs> for being a pop star movie. Yeah, yeah. you wouldn't have expected. Okay, a... there's too many side sidebars in this. Yeah, we're doing it's the side <laughs> side bit episode. Okay, sidebar episode. Moving on. She's like, you know, I turned another another job down today. But Patrick suggests maybe she needs to figure out what she doesn't want in order to know what she does, which is a very good point. Smart. He brings up himself. He's like, two years ago, I thought I would have a wife and a kid at this point. And David's like, well, one out of two isn't bad since he's told he's very young at heart. But then he's mean at the, like the tag of this scene is, can you drive better, please? To Stevie. Like. I don't know what's up with him. He hates this car ride so much. He does. I think he's just really angry at Patrick's car. He clearly wants him to get a new one because apparently it breaks down all the time. But it's pretty harsh. Yeah, it's probably something happened on their last car ride and he's having PTSD. (laughs) Maybe. That makes sense for David and Trax. (laughs) Moira walks into the cafe next. She has this fun, like, shiny shirt on. I love this outfit. It's very fun. Like the studded leather pants and then the silver ruffle blouse thing. It's very Moira fancy. I was like, I want that. (laughs) And her giant necklace, as always, that looks, like, very Mm -hmm. heavy. Jocelyn's at the front talking to Twyla, and she makes this big joke about having a star sighting, which is really cute. And then (laughs) (laughs) she says that she might have to buy a dress for the premiere, and they're talking about how excited they are that it's happening. Mm -hmm. So... (laughs) Moira right away goes, save yourselves the trip to Frocks for Less. Frocks for Less. <laughs> I doubt that's real, but that's mean. So shady. <laughs> but she changes it too. She calls it more of a minor viewing party. But Twyla's really excited. It reminds her of when Renee Zellweger's brother <laughs> came in and she had him sign a menu. I mean, he spelled his name differently, but she swears that it was him. But she swears it was him. <laughs> that poor Twyla. Oh, gosh. To be fair, I have no idea how to spell that name. I had checked like three times when I was writing the notes for this. I was like, no clue. No idea. Z E L L E W E G. That's close, but there's no E in the middle. There's two L's. Dang it. Yeah. I tried. Yeah. That was me winging some spelling. (laughs) Spelling corner. The spelling corner. (laughs) So many sidebars. Too many. Jocelyn, though, is trying to get Moira excited, which is good because, you know, she was so tentative before and worried about it. But apparently she thinks there's a hit on her hands because Twyla Mm -hmm. adds that there was a review posted on the Crows account that she all made them follow. I love how she says that to Moira, like, you all made us follow this. (laughs) So we saw it. Jocelyn shows her the review. She has it on her phone. And it's by Ornithology Today. Well, if anyone knows Crows. (laughs) (laughs) I love that. It's a good point. So she starts reading it and she's getting excited because they're really, they said that the crows, you know, the not respected enough crows are really well represented mm-hmm. in this, which is really funny. And she's like, we didn't want to make an issues movie, but I'm glad that they caught up <laughs> on they, that. Yes. I do love that. I do love it. Every, every little thing is getting her excited, which is nice because mm-hmm. she didn't really have that before. Right. And then she, Jocelyn wants to, you know, she's playing off of this. So she's like, oh, they do mention you, Moira. So she scrolls a little more and, and they call like, her delightfully I'm, unhinged. Where? I'm a little blurry eyed. <laughs> <It's laughs> yeah. She know. has so many little like throwaway lines. I know. It's so scene. sweet. It's sweet because she's getting really excited. But yeah, delightfully unhinged. I would love to be called that if that's what I'm supposed to be. Me too. If that's the role I'm playing. Yeah, that's great. I love this scene for Moira like you can see how authentically excited she is 
the little like the more she reads and this is honestly what she needed mm-hmm. i mean she was just saying like we're not doing this because i'm i didn't i need reviews that are gonna right. be positive before anything happens so this is a good like turn for her so she does call it an understated rave which mm-hmm. is awesome it's like her i think it's her way of being like well i think it's a rave but it's not like a big enough publication right excited but not excited yeah understated rave good way to call it Twyla says, oh, it's too bad. You won't be there. And then Jocelyn mentions that her plus one is Janet from the Elmdale Chronicle. And she probably would have wanted a quote. Mm-hmm. So Moira was like, well, there may be a bombshell <laughs> attendee there now. <laughs> Which is cute. <laughs> so she is going to go. She's excited. And she tells them to pack eye drops because the first third of the film is packed with exposition. <laughs> and they won't want to blink. And you won't want to blink. <laughs> And then she's leaving and Jocelyn asks her if it's okay if they haven't seen the first two. And Moira's like, it's actually best because a lot of this film blatantly <laughs> contradicts what happens in the first two. I really want these to be real movies because I want to see all of I them. I know. I, I would see the, watch the shit out of this. It sounds like a campy I feel like it's a play on Sharknado. I don't know why. Oh, yeah? It makes me think of, of like a kind of like spoofy animal movie. That makes sense. I mean, it's... It's similar, obviously, to the birds, but in terms of, like, campiness, it's definitely up there. Yeah, that mm-hmm. makes sense. <laughs> and, like, I feel like the first first Sharknados were kind of, like, no one knew about them, and then when they started making more people... Isn't were... there one in space? I have no clue. I've never seen a single one. Oh, you should watch the first but one. But I know of them. At least the first one, because they're ridiculous. <laughs> Goodness. By this point, Patrick and David have gotten back to the apartment, and he has his wisdom <laughs> teeth pulled. So this I is, keep laughing before we talk. This is the Patrick drugged scene, scene. Obviously, he's on anesthetic and just very, very out of it, which is really delightful to watch. Mm-hmm. David mentions he goes, "You know, I was worried about a bad rating because he kept yelling <laughs> wrong, wrong directions direct. at the Uber driver." <laughs> and Patrick just says. He's getting. He's like, yeah, yeah. Guess what? Guess what? He's he's hungry, and he starts singing that he's a hungry hippo. I'm hungry hippo. (laughs) (laughs) Can you make me a lasagna? (laughs) I love that. Also, what a I would want that too. What a choice, though. But asking David to make anything, which is funny. He makes a joke about it. He's like, yeah, okay. (laughs) Like that's not a sandwich. Most complicated. You get a sandwich. (laughs) But you can't eat yet. <laughs> but he can't eat, obviously, because he just had this mm-hmm. his wisdom teeth pulled. So David wants Patrick to rest his voice because he's been chatting since the dentist's office. <laughs> <laughs> it's just a, it's just a it's hilarious. Such a good He's such a like scene. numb, drugged state, which anybody anybody with you know when they have that done or something where they have that kind of anesthetic is gonna be that way because mm-hmm. it's <laughs> it's hilarious. He asks David why he's so handsome and calls his skin perfect. And David says, it's a nine-step regimen I do twice a day. It's not a big deal. Casual. (laughs) Yeah. Patrick, here we go. The main point. He says that he wants to have a little baby with David so they could love it and hold it and bounce it. (laughs) (laughs) That's so cute. And then he goes, oh, you would be such a good dad. Have we met? (laughs) Same vibe, David. Same vibe. <laughs> Rain and I have a friend, Garrett, and I thought of both of you during this scene. Like, you would be David here. Like, yeah, oh, 100%. Oh, fuck. I'm like, nuh uh. 
no, no kids. No, thanks. Bye no, bye. Please. Oh, shit. No, thank you, and he bye. can't do anything about it because he's not going to remember. So it's yeah, like, he's just what are you going to say? <laughs> David's really funny. He's like, also, he says, I wish you were my dad, which. <laughs> <laughs> you're such, you would be such a good dad. I wish you were my And then David's dad. like, we're just spiraling off in all different directions <laughs> now. <laughs> it's all over the place. And then Patrick's like, come here. And he's like, he's like, I have a secret. I have a secret. He's doing like the drunk thing that you do. Yeah. Like, like, and so he comes closer and he says he's very hungry. <laughs> and then he like makes him lie down with him and he says he wants to hold him. And then he mentions imagining them imagine, with a little baby there. Imagine this, but with a little baby there. Oh, Patrick. He's so cute. It's very cute. I love it. After this, Johnny goes to Stevie's apartment and he brings sandwiches from Twyla and he hopes that she likes mayo. (laughs) (laughs) This is a really funny bit. He mentions that he's glad she didn't clean up for him. It shows how comfortable of a friendship they have. She's like, I did did clean clean. up. (laughs) <laughs> it's like yeah but you didn't feel the need to <laughs> yeah the backtrack is really funny yeah. how he, he <laughs> tries to get back what he was trying to say he appreciates that she did anyways you know <laughs> goodness so johnny tells stevie about everything that's been going on so mm-hmm. th- they bought the other motel as a part of the big you know rosebud motel expansion he wanted to sit down with her and talk about this. This is also brilliant physical comedy by him. He's like about to sit and he's like, oh, but not yeah, on your he bed. Just like <laughs> yeah, he pops Taps her. the bed with his butt. <laughs> yeah. And she gets him a chair right away. Johnny has this proposal for Stevie. He wants to buy her out. He offers, you know, in- installment payments mm-hmm. to give up her status as the owner. And he knows that owning the motel has been just a big weight on her shoulders. So he yeah. wants to help And you can her. see her like sink into like, realizing he wasn't invited like asking her back and you can tell that how it's affecting her yeah mm-hmm. but he thinks obviously he thinks like she's thinking something else like she's thinking about other things that she wants to do he just wants her to be happy right because he thinks she's finding yeah he's she's finding her way in the world yeah which is really sweet and he's like yeah this will be exactly this will be financial stability while you figure out what you want to do or explore mm-hmm. she's just awkwardly mentioned she mentions it she's like oh i thought you were going to ask me to come back. Yeah, I love that she's she's so usually so, I mean, getting a lot more open about what she's going through, which is good for her and mm-hmm. the roses because <laughs> the roses need direct dialogue or they won't get it. Exactly. Yeah. Their relationship is really fun to build, especially during mm-hmm. this last season. It's fun to watch. And <laughs> he's really sweet. He's like, that wouldn't be fair to you. I don't want to stand in the way of what makes you happy. So sweet. Such a dad vibe. He gives her a gift, and it's his own book called Fast Forward to Success, Business the Johnny Rose Way. But it's also great. You can tell how close they are because he immediately makes a jab at himself. He's like, you know, if you get past the haircut and the dated references, I'm sure you'll find something in there that can help you. And he's getting better at gifts. It's not a makeup palette. That's true. Oh, my Lord. It's not a makeup palette, thank God. (laughs) A cheap, bad makeup palette. Yeah. She's listening, but she opens it, and there's this note from him that says, wishing you happiness in your bright future, your partner, Johnny Rose. Very sweet. It's fine. I'm fine. (laughs) I love it. Okay, we go back to the motel now. 
this is Alexis telling Moira that there's a reporter coming. So this is basically Alexis learning on her end what's mm-hmm. going on. This is the Janet lady that Jocelyn's bringing. Before this, though, Alexis is like, I can tell them not to come because right. I know you wanted this to be a smaller thing. And Moira was like, well, this is hilarious. She says she may have been wrong and Alexis may have been not wrong. She can't, <laughs> she can't say, say, that say you were right. right. Yeah. It's very in in line with her character to not even be able to say it. (laughs) She has a good idea. Moira's like, we can market it as this terrifying tale premiering in an equally spine-chilling town. (laughs) She's a monster. I love her. Yeah. That's a great way to describe it. (laughs) (laughs) So she, she does repeat Jocelyn using the ornithology review as a barometer. Mm -hmm. They may have a hit on their hands, just like what Jocelyn said. We do learn, though, that a week has passed, which is interesting. I don't know when... This show does that often, the the time jumps without us noticing. I'm, I'm assuming the the beginning was... And then there was a week before, obviously, before he got his wisdom teeth pulled. That's what I'm assuming, because mm-hmm. that's what makes the most sense. Con- considering right. that all of the next part is in, like, a day. <laughs> She's like, you explicitly told me that it's not a premiere. Like, you know, she had this whole idea for the premiere, but Moira didn't want it. And Moira tells her, well, if you want to be a high-profile publicist, you need to get used to throwing things together in a crunch. And she's like, I have four hours. And then Moira goes, that's eons. And she references Demi deciding at 6 p.m. that she wanted to celebrate her 40th in Aspen, and her publicist had them in parkas by 7. Yeah. She does mention, though, that sadly Megan went into cardiac arrest on the flight, but she perished doing what she loved. <laughs> but moira confirms she is going it's gonna be a premiere and then alexis notices the gown that she thought that moira had returned Mm -hmm. she goes oh well i returned something and it was alexis's (laughs) dress and she's like well blame you (laughs) ps yeah i love that she's just like oh she leaves the room (laughs) it's like i returned a dress yeah some, like, Stella McCartney thing. She's like, I've been looking for that. <laughs> it's like, well, blame UPS. <laughs> now we're at Town Hall. Roland and Ronnie come in. And Alexis is there kind of frantically, like, putting out chairs. And Roland mentions <laughs> this gross thing that I'm assuming is about private time. I'm assuming it's, you know, him helping himself out. Because that's what sure. it sounds like. He's like, I can only yeah. do that five or six times a week. Like, God, Roland, you had all the time. <laughs> like, he's acting like it's rare. <laughs> And then Ronnie mentions that there's all these TV station vans outside. And they're trying to figure out where to park. So she's wondering if it has to do with that. Yeah. She says that the premiere is bigger than she planned now. Ronnie calls back to the facts. She's like, cool. So it was a premiere at first, then a viewing party. And now <laughs> if it's a premiere, they're all in trouble because yeah, Roland's skinny trouble. jeans are in the wash. That's a big so. issue for the town. <laughs> I have no clue. What is the town going to do? I mean, without the skinny jeans, they have nothing. I'm throwing my skinny jeans in the wash right now. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Alexis confirms it is a premiere, but the decision was just made like a half an hour ago. So she needs them to help her to get everything done. Mm-hmm. So she had told Ronnie not to order the red carpet, but now she's like, I'll settle for any shade of red and it doesn't have to be 60 feet. Ronnie says she has a 20 foot below <laughs> 20, in her garage, which was ripped out when the church basement flooded. That sounds amazing. <laughs> Also, that makes me want wine, like, immediately, just hearing it. Yeah, that's what I thought, too. I haven't had wine in a while. Merlot. Me either. It's been a hot minute. 
Roland thinks he's the he's the star. He's like, oh, so I'm assuming that's why I'm here because you need, you know, star presence at the premiere. But right, Alexis right, right. reminds him about the crow hookup. She's like, that's what you are. And she wants to create this headline-grabbing moment where she releases a bunch of crows right before the movie starts. It's kind of a good idea. I, I can understand it. Yeah, I like it. Roland says, oh, well, it's late notice. It's like, Roland's always there to say the obvious <laughs> shit. She's like, oh, mm-hmm. I know that. I just told like, you. Exactly. We've been talking about it for Literally. the past 10 minutes. Ronnie asks about the liquor license because she assumes people will be drinking during this thing. <laughs> She's She's not not wrong. wrong. She tells them she gets into like, you know, business mode. She's like, okay, we have a situation that needs to be solved. We this quote, I need to try not to laugh when I say it. We have a 12 time daytime Emmy Award attending actress coming to walk the Merlot carpet in hours and press coming from all over, bringing attention to your town. Attending, (laughs) not like winning, is the funniest. Not nominated, not winning, attending. Also, damn, that show ran for, but that actually makes sense because some of them are, what, on like 20 years or something now? Mm-hmm. Soap operas? Yeah. Out yeah. Of control. She does make a really good point. She's like, so you can help me or I pull the plug now and nobody wins. And she makes that like mm-hmm. manic face. Like, what yeah. do you want? Because But she's, she definitely went full on to publish. I mean, publicist. Yeah. yeah. Publicist mode yeah i mean that's what you gotta do i was gonna say publisher i don't know i was like that's not the right <laughs> no. word <laughs> imagine her as a publisher she would have no idea yeah i'm like what do. is she publishing she publishes parties a little bit of lexus that's it <laughs> <laughs> this is really funny now they both want to walk the red carpet I know. alexis asks about that and she's like honey it's a movie premiere is it not <laughs> go ronnie <laughs> ronnie honey. <laughs> And Roland assumes, you know, the the mayor mayor will walk the red carpet as well. (laughs) And she goes, yes, if he has to. (laughs) I love how Ronnie's like, well, I would like a spot right before Roland. And Roland's like, and I would like to go first. I know. (laughs) It's a great, it's a great quick little scene. I love it. It's so funny. And then Roland's like, all right, well, I got to get back to put my skinny jeans in the dryer. They'll probably pop on your 20 foot Merlot. (laughs) And she's like, yep, they're going to (laughs) pop. Yeah. Alexis is like, here's where I am. I got to deal with it. It's fine. Let's move on. (laughs) Love it. Okay. Back at the motel, Johnny's in the lobby. Stevie comes in with, you know, perfect timing because he's having a tech issue opening the file on the computer. (laughs) And then she goes, she reminds him. Post-it note. And then they just show the post-it notes. It's like, file, arrow, open. Yeah, it just says click file open. It's the funniest. It's so easy. Like, <laughs> I feel like it's all of us explaining tech to a lot to of our any, parents. Yeah, so parents or grandparents. I <laughs> Johnny misses having Stevie around, you know, for times like this. And this is the perfect window for her to talk about mm-hmm. how Johnny wanted her to take her time and see what makes her happy. And Johnny asks about Ask about Larry Air, and he goes, you know, they called me for a reference and also an interest in becoming a pilot. God, what is this place? That airline is terrifying. I hope that doesn't exist in real life, like any type of airline or like transportation like that, because that sounds like a nightmare. (laughs) Nobody wants or needs that. Definitely can't be trusted. No. So Stevie keeps going. She talks about the chapter one of his book. It's about trusting your instincts. And she realizes that she hasn't been doing that. And Johnny's like, 
well, that's okay. That comes with age and experience. He's trying to help her. He doesn't know what mm-hmm. she's saying yet. And she's like, no, trusting your instincts. She's talking to Johnny. She's like, what a twist. I think I've been taking them for granted, which is mm-hmm. very sweet. She realizes that Johnny's given her the opportunity to take this job and run with it, which is really cool. If Johnny can really make something out of franchising the motel, she wants to be a part of it. And he says, you think? And she goes, I, I, I want to be a part of mm-hmm. it. She confirms it. Very sweet. Cute. And he's really excited, like immediately. Mm-hmm. And he puts his hand out to like shake her. And she's like rolling her eyes. She's like, all right. And like shakes his hand. It's very sweet. He tells Stevie not, <laughs> this is funny, not to trust all of his instincts <laughs> all of the time. And then since she's been gone, cue Kelly Clarkson. <laughs> Always. <laughs> he had to bring on a third business partner and he's starting to tell her and she interrupts. She's like, Roland, he already gave me his new business card. I'd never seen so many typos on a business card. <laughs> Such a good line. <laughs> he doesn't even care about Chucky. No. He doesn't care. He's in like... He's such a delightful character because he lives in a land of like this humble, cocky joy right. that like I don't I would love to float in that space. That self-confidence. He has so much confidence. But it's <laughs> too much to the fact where you don't even check your business card, clearly. Yeah, it's detrimental, but it's great. Detrimental, exactly. Yeah. Stevie asks if Johnny minds if they don't talk about Roland right now because she's actually feeling really good and she doesn't, <laughs> you know, want to date that. And he goes, me too, partner, me too. And then this is really funny. He's like, well, now that you're here, I was wondering what happens <laughs> after, after the file open gets open <laughs> if you could show me. <laughs> and then she comes around. He's like, maybe you should just, and she like sits yeah. because he's like, you're not going to be able to tell me. You're going to have to do it. <laughs> that poor, poor man. At Patrick's apartment now. Patrick is in bed and he looks up at David and says, Morning, sunshine. It's 5 p.m. It's 5 but good morning. It's <laughs> <laughs> so good. Uh, morning, sunshine is one of my favorite things to say, P.S. And this outfit, I love David's sweater and pants, and I want this entire outfit for myself. The little, it's like a little shiny patch. With the right? sequins on the shoulders. Yeah. He, yeah, he does look really good here. One, two. I love it. And then the leather pant. I just that combo, I'm scared of it, but I want to try it. Why? You can wear it. I know, I would look good, but it's still scary. You've worn little leather-like booty shorts before, haven't you? Yeah, but that's a different thing. That's <laughs> <laughs> not the same. It's not like to go out, like on a normal outing. Oh, yeah. Well, you could. I'll wear the leather booty shorts. I believe in you. You have that. We both yeah. love black. That's an easy switch, at least in my opinion. All right, sidebar. I have faith. I have faith in your fashion sense. Patrick doesn't remember how he got in his bed. David tells him he was talking a lot. The conversation was all over the place, including talking about his flawless (laughs) skin and calling David the Jewish Channing Tatum, which which all tracks. tracks. (laughs) (laughs) What a sweet thing to say. So Patrick told him, he goes, then you told me you wanted to have a baby. Patrick thinks that he's kidding, joking. But he goes, you held me close and told me to envision our lives with a child. <laughs> Yikes. Yikes. <laughs> Patrick tries to start talking about this and David says, you know, it was triggering and traumatizing. Patrick confirms he knows David doesn't want kids and it's fine with him. He was very high on anesthetic. David brings up earlier in the day, though, in the car. And he's like, mm-hmm. you pictured yourself with a kid. And Patrick goes, well, <laughs> I love this. Well, have you ever done uh, have you ever done that with something that didn't end up happening? Of course, I'm not married to Christina I'm not Aguilera, married to Christina am I? Christina Aguilera. <laughs> One of the 
so it's also Christina's my girl so preach preach I get it (laughs) Patrick tells him he's happy with the life he's got and he's happy with him you know he's really good at doing this with David like calming Mm -hmm. him and reaffirming everything which is good because that's what he needs and he says things change you know so he changed Mm -hmm. his mind David wants to make sure that Patrick isn't just saying this though and repressing his need for a kid just for him so this is good David's better at communication now too I feel like normally he'd stop there but now he's like let's make sure you're not doing this for me yeah yeah so (laughs) Patrick's like well I've got to I've got to say that I was watching Bridget Jones's baby right before I went under so yeah I don't want to minimize the conversation but (laughs) yeah Oh, that explains it. (laughs) He adds that David would make a great dad with his big heart that he has, which is cute. And then he just (laughs) puts puts his hand. It's like, there it is. Beating away. (laughs) He's still clearly in it a little bit. But he does mention that he wants the painkillers. David's like, yeah, we're both going to take that. Because for the first 15 minutes of the movie are apparently very, very dense. Very dense. I love that they they had this kind of conversation on this show because most shows, when there's a partner that doesn't want to have babies, they end up convincing them that they do want to have a kid. Yeah, that's a good point. For Brooklyn Nine-Nine, they convince Andy Samberg's character that he does want to have a kid and they end up having kids. Yeah, but that one kind of tracks because I think he was, I think he always wanted one. He just has dad issues. So that one kind of makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. But still, like, it's always that same storyline where they end up convincing the parent that doesn't want to have a kid to Mm -hmm. have a kid. Yeah. It's like, we don't all need to have kids. No. There's too many. I love that. Everybody needs to know that, too. There's so many people that don't want to have kids. So many. I feel like it's kind of more in the majority now. Yeah. It's a choice. You can have a family with, you can have a family without kids. You don't need to have kids. Or you can be a single parent. Live your life. Live your life. Or you can have a kid. Have kids if you want them, but don't. I will say my favorite thing that 90 shows in general, but Friends is clearly one of my favorite ones. And one thing that they handled really well is like the different ways you can have kids, which I really appreciated because like Phoebe has them for Mm -hmm. her brother. Monica and Chandler, like the couple that wanted them the most couldn't have them. So they adopted. And then um, Rachel's Mm -hmm. was kind of like an oopsie and she had her anyway. So I like that they handle it in different ways. It's just an example. They went through different. Different aspects. And then Joey doesn't want kids. Like, other don't want kids. So it's, you know, it's a whole thing. Anyway, so many sidebars. That's the definition of this. I know. I kind of love it. But we're, like, at almost 40 minutes. Oh, shit. (laughs) Let's zoom. So we are at the premiere. Yes. I do love it. They built this episode up so well in such, you know. That carpet is not Merlot, though. It's a red carpet. I was just going to say that. It's really bright. It is. Merlot is darker. (laughs) Come on. Know your wines. Know Mm -hmm. your wines. It does bother me a little bit. Gosh. Art department, figure it out. Figure it out. <laughs> it's not Merlot. <laughs> Johnny says he'll be 10 feet behind Moira, so that must be like their thing oh. that used to be true when she used yeah. to go to these daytime Emmy Awards, at least. And he goes, no, tonight is special. She's like, I want my hand candy by myself. Hand candy. So cute. I love Meanwhile, I this is hilarious. Alexis also oh, has God. a really cute like gold dress. I'm the really gold dress. It. It's mm-hmm. like lame and it's short and really cute but also really like architectural and it's very kind of like 60s ish it's it's like Mm -hmm. different time period because of the like little twist it's really cute i love it but she's trying (laughs) it's really funny they're basically like they're they're all trying to like get in front of the camera and like be there on the carpet and not leaving the carpet so she's like you need to actually walk the carpet And you can't all be on it at the same time, which they don't understand either, which is really cute. And it's only a 20-foot carpet, so get out. Yeah, (laughs) so leave. (laughs) 
Roland tells Alexis, he's like, you know, my friend, this is a little clue. He's like, my friend Carmine says the crows are getting really restless. And she's like, well, mm-hmm. we can't start until, because he asks when we're going to start. And she's like, till everybody's off the carpet, like, get off. <laughs> <laughs> so this is maybe one of the best parts. Patrick and David are like, hi. They're so, so high. high. Patrick is like, how did we get here? Like, why are there so many people here? Like, how do these people get here? And David's like, why are your people so dilated? <laughs> No, yours no, are. No, yours are. <laughs> it's so funny. Oh, I love it so much. I am a little concerned how they got there, though. <laughs> I know, I know. He's the smiliest I've ever... <laughs> I know, he's so, like, happy. So Stevie comes up. Why are you dressed like a limo driver? <laughs> Your mother insisted. <laughs> Your mother insisted. <laughs> she looks good, though. She can always rock a suit. She does. She actually, and she dresses like that in, in reality, too, like as a person, mm-hmm. which she looks really cute all the time. Love her it, style. Love it, love it. She asks why both of them are glassy-eyed. <laughs> and David's just, like, smiling. Like, they don't really answer. Yeah. They're just like... Nope. Out of it. <laughs> so Alexis goes up. Moira's now, you know, with Johnny at the front. She's like, okay, the crows are ready. All you have to do is say a few words and give Carmine the signal. Alexis, mommy's home now. I'll take it from here, Moira. <laughs> yep. So she goes up. She gives, she's kind of like on the steps. She gives this speech welcoming everyone to the world premiere screening of the psychological thriller. And Alexis goes, move it along. <laughs> she's like smiling <laughs> through it. So they can't tell <laughs> she's talking. So the crows have eyes three, the crowing. Let the crowing commence. All right, here we go. The crows come out and immediately start like dive bombing the crowd. Just diving into the crowd. <laughs> and Laura's just, this is, it's just such a funny, like quick moment. She's like shouting at everyone to stay calm and not look them in the eye. And Alexis is like, you're only making them angrier. I can speak a little bit of their language. <laughs> <laughs> I'm obsessed with it. Like, speak part of their language, and she starts. God, it's such a mess. I can't handle it. I can't handle it. I love that they saved it, and it's such a, like, button scene. It's just a tiny scene, but it's so good. So, <laughs> David, meanwhile, David and Patrick are laughing, and David just says, this is fucked. This is fucked. <laughs> but he has the biggest, they're both, like, having the time of their lives. Yeah. God, I love it so much. So the very, this very short scene at the end, they're back at the motel. Moira, Alexis, and Johnny are sitting. Well, Alexis, this is great. (laughs) Just the picture of it. Because Alexis is like messing with her hair and like very nervy. And Moira's just depressed. And Johnny's standing up, just walking around. And she's like, well, I think the worst part is how people are being robbed of the experience of seeing the film on the big screen. (laughs) Alexis is like, well, no one was seriously injured. And since people are watching it from home instead, we'll actually get more views, which is good. David walks in. (laughs) He walks in with this asking if they've seen this yet. And he's looking at his phone. So he says a random news station, clearly the, what was it? The Elmdale Chronicle. Mm -hmm. Posted a video of the premiere, and it has 32,000 times shares. That many shares. Wow. Moira says, well, all press is good press. And David's like, you you might want to watch it first before you say that. (laughs) So the video, it's really funny. This reporter, she has a great reporter voice, too. She's like, a murder of, which is also, if you don't know, a group of crows is called a murder, so it's perfect. Yeah. She says, a murder of wild crows attacked a would-be audience members coming to 
see a movie about a crow attack. <laughs> and then she warns them that the following content it's is very graphic. graphic. <laughs> Alexis gets really mad, which is what I would do too if I was in her position. She's like, they weren't wild. They were supposed to be trained. I don't know if that's better. <laughs> Moira's like, no, some of them were painted seagulls. And this, is, this isn't good, Alexis. <laughs> Johnny adds... Oh, it, it actually looks like people are running away from your movie. From your movie. <laughs> God. Why would you say that, Johnny? I know. You're too honest. But she, of course, deflects and immediately blames Alexis. She's like, this was your idea. This is what Alexis is saying. She's like, I have to pay Ronnie now for the carpet damage. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> what does that mean? Were people bleeding? What do you think that means? I think so. Oh, God. Nightmare. Well, now it's going to be a Merlot. <laughs> <laughs> David asks, why were the crows there? It's called an immersive experience, David. Immersed in lawsuits, maybe. <laughs> okay. Immersed in lawsuits. And then <laughs> Moira points to Johnny, who's still holding the phone, and goes, Alexis, make it stop. Make it stop. <laughs> <laughs> so good. Cliffhanger. I do think it's Alexis's fault a little bit. Yeah. Just because she wanted the crows. I mean, it is, but also... But, I mean, it's also the trainer and the bad timing. It's all all of the things. It's all the things. It's a mix of everything. I mean, to be honest, who knows if the trainer... Like, it's a cool idea. Yeah. I think it's a mix of everything because she... Maybe if she got them off the carpet sooner, like he said, they were restless. Maybe they wouldn't have been Mm -hmm. restless. But also, if she knew ahead of time, they would have actually been better trained. Or, like, the placement... Yeah. Where to put them. Exactly. Yeah, she would have planned it better, I'm sure. Because, you know, also all the posters behind them are kind of chopped. If you look at, like, the stuff where they're standing on the red carpet, it's kind of like one little tiny poster and a tiny one and, like, a bigger one in the middle. It's kind of all working with what she has, basically. So Yeah, it's just whatever happened. Yeah. yeah but, <laughs> journey. <laughs> what an episode. <laughs> <laughs> what an episode. So good. So who is your shithead? <sighs> Early on... I wanted to give it to Moira, and I think I'm still going to give it to Moira, but everyone is so good in this episode, and there's so many little lines. Everybody's really good. It's so hard. It's so hard. There's so many, like, plot points. <laughs> yeah. Everyone has their story just go through. But I really love the scene with Moira at the diner, at the cafe, reading the review and, like, starting to get excited, and just mm-hmm. her... I don't know why my brain is just stopping. But just, yeah... The acting of Catherine in it is so good. Like, she just... It looks like she's excited for real. Like, she's just... Because you don't see Moira break her, like, perfect persona yeah. almost ever. So when you see her get really, really excited about something, and her face, like, I lights know. up, it's so pretty. So I cried a little bit. <laughs> she's mine, too, of course. But then when Johnny gets really excited about Stevie coming back, that also, I'm like... it's They're both so incredible at their job. Both of the roses, honestly, I wanted to give it to both of them because they're mm-hmm. both killer in this episode. His physical comedy, like, kills me when he's with Stevie. Like, I, all of it, like, wanting to shake her hand awkwardly with the bed. Like, all of that. He's so good at matching comedy with sweet. And that's kind of like Johnny as a human. He's, like, awkward but so kind. And he frames that really well in this episode. And then Moira, obviously, is great throughout, like... 
so <laughs> changing good. her mind based off of the review. It's really sweet, yeah, to see that scene. And I do really love the scene between the three of them because I love Jocelyn and Twyla in it too. And mm-hmm. and then obviously nods to Patrick for hundred <laughs> percent. He's the cutest thing that's ever been on TV. <laughs> ever. Period. <laughs> the end. <laughs> Just it. That's it. No one else has a chance. <laughs> yeah, it's Moira for me too. Moira and maybe Johnny, if I can give it to both. Same. Though I was gonna say the roses, the adult roses, the adult roses. Yeah. Even though they're all adults, no, that makes sense because but... they're more adult. I guess <laughs> not yeah. all the time. <laughs> they're kids at heart. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Just like David. <laughs> yeah. As he says earlier. Yes. So we hope this is long as fuck. Sorry. That's what she said. Sorry, not sorry. <clears throat> Pull a demi. <laughs> but we hope you have a great week. Spring is finally coming, but it's taking a long ass time. So, oh, over here it got to ninety degrees yesterday. Gross. I'm sorry. Do you like that? I hate it. I yeah, hate it's it so gross. Much. Yeah, it's too much. It's too much heat. I will say, I think we're gonna skip right to because today it was Summer. only like seventy. Yeah, and the humid. I'm like, nah, it's already coming. <laughs> I want it gone. <laughs> Not a fan. I don't want summer this year. Can we skip it? Yeah. Can we? I will say, I that's the thing I miss the most about. California is the summers because even though it's terribly hot, it's dry heat. And yeah. I take that any day over sweating balls all over the place. If I had them. <laughs> if I had them and they had the ability to sweat. <sighs> but yes. <laughs> Anyways. We're at 47 minutes. <laughs> Sidebar episode complete. <laughs> yes. Oh uh, best God. wishes. Warmest regards. Bye. Bye.